0: Welcome to Relatively Speaking, where my niece, Jennifer Grimes, and myself, Corey Grant, have informative weekly conversations to help you get a hand up and a better grasp on your financial future through the world of home-based businesses. Thanks for stopping by, pull up a chair, and join in. Today's episode is brought to you by WeNeedInsuranceAgents.com COVID-19 has created a huge demand in the life insurance and financial services industry. For 44 years, we've been helping everyday people change their lives and careers without quitting their day job first. We've done this by assisting them with getting their state insurance and securities license. For more information, visit WeNeedInsuranceAgents.com Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Relatively Speaking. I'm your host, Corey Grant. And again, I am here with my incredible, beautiful co-host, the incredible Jennifer Grimes. Miss Grimes, what do we have this week?
1: Oh, another day, another dollar, another day, another dollar. So today's episode is going to be all about freedom. Man, we are talking about freedom in network marketing. And yes, we have another special guest today, guys, because of course, like we stated on um, a couple of episodes ago, we want to make sure that you're getting more than just our point of view when it comes to these topics. But oftentimes people join network marketing companies And they're just thinking, oh, this is going to be my side hustle. I'll just pay off some debt or I just like the product and I just want to use the product. Well, let's think about it this way. Ultimately, network marketing can set you free. And here's my top two reasons, time freedom and financial freedom. So I guess you want to know, how are these guys really credible in freedom when it comes into network marketing?
0: Man, that's a great question. And I'm going to do two things. I'm going to talk about the credibility and I'm going to introduce today's guest all in the same statement. Because when I, when I think about credibility on this topic, I have to say that the credibility comes from our guest tonight. This gentleman is the person that in, in one of our projects was the first person I ever talked to. He wasn't my sponsor, but it was the first person that I ever talked to, and I could tell you from day one I knew there's something special about this guy. Uh, he gave me a call, pretty much, man. This was like 10 o'clock at night, and I'm like, who da- is calling me? It's 10 o'clock at night, but I had just signed up. Obviously, he had my phone number from the system uh, that sends it to uh, sends it to everybody who uh, is in the upline. And he said, hey, man, you know, our guest is Preston Scott. And he said, my name is Preston Scott, and I'm just here to help you, man. Let's get this money. And that was it and hung up. And I was like, wow. And from that day forward, all we've been doing is getting that money. So today, folks, I want to welcome to the stage Mr. Preston Scott. Preston, you there?
2: I am here, sir. Can you hear me loud and clear?
0: I can hear you loud and clear.
2: Man, I can tell you,
0: I can tell you, Jennifer and I have been waiting for a while to do this interview. And we got some questions for you, man, because I think people out there want to know, is it possible in network marketing to set yourself free? Because, you know, we hear all the stories. We hear everybody with every excuse of why they don't want to do network marketing. And we thought it'd be important to bring you to the stage because, you know, you have been that prime example of somebody who has not only set yourself free, but you also set your wife free. Now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell your whole story, man, because <laughs> I know you got stuff you want to share, but but that was quite incredible uh for us to watch as we've partnered over the years. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna just go ahead and jump right into the first question. Uh this is a question that I think a lot of people wonder about when they talk about trying to build a team in network marketing. So here's the question. What do you find as obstacles in network
2: marketing for the average person? Obstacles. (laughs) Those are things that are in your way. Those are things that are obstructing your view. Really for the average person in network marketing is really the, the education and really understanding that this network marketing is actually a profession. One of the biggest challenges I think that people uh, come, in, come in contact with is that, here's the deal, with network marketing, anybody can get involved, meaning the barrier of entry is relatively low. The average cost to start a network marketing business is roughly, roughly around about $200 or so. So simply anybody with the investment, $200 can get started in the industry or the profession of network marketing. So understanding that anyone can get into it and the barrier of entry is low, then anyone gets into it. So there's no, uh, no, no, no curriculum needed. There's no, um, no doctorate. There's, there's no, uh, there's no four year degree. You know, there's just, just the investment. So because of that and because it's open to any and everyone and any and everyone gets involved, uh, the failure rate is relatively high. Because you can imagine that with no training, with no um, with, with, with no guidance, most people get involved because they're hungry, they're, they're 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 interested, or they maybe they've sampled a product or service, or they're looking for some semblance of financial freedom. So they get involved, and in some cases, they're getting involved with someone who just got involved, and there may not be the the you know the 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 the, the roadmap. The roadmap is not there. The, the, you know, the systematic way of doing business is not there. So they just, they're in, they're excited, but anybody can get in, everybody can get in. So what happens, they may have some challenges and they may fail. So the stories of that failure are... Really, passed on quicker. They're passed on um, with more excitement than the stories of success. So you hear more about the people who fail in network marketing simply because the the rate of failure is higher because more people can get involved. Not as many people can become a lawyer. There's a bar exam. Not as many people can become an NFL athlete. There's years of you know pop Warner then going into you know, high school, the collegiate level, and then trying to get into the NFL as a whole different animal in and of itself. So that barrier of entry is a lot harder in most other, if not all other, professions. Um, so I think that is kind of where you would start there, Corey, in, in understanding why most people find the obstacle is because they, they're hearing these stories, these, these failure stories, and they're comparing it to things like um, uh, pyramid schemes. Right. They'll look at a network marketing business opportunity. And because someone has to uh, tell you about it through word of mouth and they they understand that the person that's relaying the information to them can financially benefit from that conversation. That person participates. Then only thing they can see is the person that introduced it to them benefiting. So that reminds them of the pyramid scheme uh, concept by where you know, you, you, um, you'll invite someone to something and have them to maybe put up, I don't know, $200. And then they're now, uh, instructed to go and invite two other people to bring in $200. And then they're going to, they're going to get $600 somewhere, right? There's no product being served, uh, uh, sold, right? There's no customer being assisted, right? There's, there's nothing that, where's this income coming from? So those are pyramid schemes. So those, they're, they're relatively similar because it's word of mouth. So some people can't you know, differentiate uh, network marketing, home-based business, real opportunity from a scam or a scheme. So those are some of the challenges that people face because there's not really an education system out there that really tells people about what we do. And that is because what we do, again, is word of mouth. It's not it's, it's not something like a, a, a traditional business where we we would advertise on television. Most people are comfortable with what they see on TV. As a matter of fact, there are a lot of products and services sold with the basis or, or with the uh, the slogan as seen on TV. So people are relatively comfortable with that if they've seen it you know advertised somewhere. So when it's coming from your uncle or co worker or a cousin something like that, it's some people look at that like I don't really know. Because where's the credibility coming from? So those are some of the challenges and obstacles that people face simply because of the lack of education and understanding of network marketing.
1: Yeah, that really was good, Preston. Um, And one thing that you said that kind of stood out to me is the education piece. Um, We kind of talk about that all the time on this podcast, educating yourself on the product or the service that you're selling. Also, just educating yourself when it comes to Personal development because a lot of this is mindset things. Um, we're all mm-hmm. average people, but we all looked at the this as a business opportunity and an opportunity to grow versus a scam. Um, and one one of the things that you said kind of lead us into that next question. What kind of advice would you give a person who immediately googles the opportunity <laughs> before you can even? Show them the benefits of it, right? Because just like you said, most people look at it like, oh, Jennifer is doing well in this uh, business. I want to do it too. But then when you give them more information or you tell them what business you're a part of, they immediately Google it and it's like, oh no, that's a scam. So what would you tell people who Google opportunities before you can actually tell them the benefits of it?
2: I would I would want to caution those people. First, I would say I I think it's prudent that you're going to do your research, that you're going to look and, you know, before you get involved in something, you want to kind of, you know, dot your I's and cross your T's. I got that. But be cautious. You don't want to analyze until you're paralyzed. Right. Because sometimes you can be so analytical and trying to get all this information that. Um, you know, you, you don't get involved and you never start your business and you're back to square one. So that's, that's the first, I guess, uh, uh, a word of advice I would give an individual. Also, you got to be cautious when doing that, those levels of research on the Googles of the world, the YouTubes of the world, because, uh, every company has a competitor. So the job of that competitor, um, well, I wouldn't say the job of that competitor, but a lot, what a lot of competitors do or what they make their job rather is to put false information online about their uh, competitor because they know that people are going to be doing research. So if I'm if I'm a a, a distributor with company A now this is so unethical, but unfortunately it happens. I'm, I'm a distributor with company A and I know that there's company B out here. Then I'm going to go online and slander company B because. People look for negative news because of what we talked about earlier. Negative news travels faster and farther. Uh, There's a a, a lower barrier of entry in network marketing. So a lot of people get involved. So that means there's a higher probability that a lot of people will not be as successful. So they're looking for that. They're looking for reasons not to versus for reasons to. So people understand that. So they sell them negative information so to speak, because they know that's what people are looking for when they go online to, to do the research. They're looking to find a ways or reasons not to do it. So then you have those competitors. Then there are also certain uh, online marketers who understand that people are doing those levels of research. So believe it or not, they'll be in, a, in, in the, a company of their own or they're trying to sell you some sort of marketing system or whatever they're trying to sell you and they'll they'll do research on various companies in the industry they'll find company a company b c and d of no relation okay one could be into health and wellness the other could be into you know uh some type of legal service or financial services and they'll get all these companies and then they'll put out videos With negative titles about these particular companies, and they use these as funneling mechanisms because, again, they're gonna—they know they'll—they'll title it. uh, Company A is a scam. Stay away. And they know you're gonna click. It's called clickbait. They know you're gonna click on that because you're looking for the negativity. Now you're being funneled into their system, and they're gonna try to sell you on whatever it is that they're doing. They have no idea what the company is that you're a part of. But they're using that as a way to get you in and sucker you into whatever that it is that they're doing. So what I would recommend is, of course, you want to do some levels of, of of research, but you want to research some of the companies that those companies are affiliated with. Right. For example, if it's a travel company, you may want to do some research with some of the vendors and suppliers that they do business with. If it's a financial services company, do some research with the financial services brokers that they are affiliated with instead of just listening to any and everybody online. And then give the person an opportunity to who shared it with you, uh, an opportunity to really give you all the details because they have a fiduciary responsibility to tell you the truth and you can hold them accountable to that. So when you're doing that research, I would caution, throw caution out there and just make sure that you're not getting suckered into some negative information
0: absolutely absolutely um you know it, it's funny as you i'm going i'm going to go back uh, a little way see even to the, your previous question um that you answered and we were talking about and and Jennifer brought this up also about scams pyramids you know mm-hmm. obviously today's topic we're talking about network marketing and that, those have to be two of the most Overused words (laughs) referring to any network marketing business is scam or pyramid. But, you know, here's something amazing that if we remember, you know, of course, as we would say at the time of this recording. But if we back up maybe six months ago, um, mid 2020, now, granted, pandemic was going on. A lot of people had uh, lost their jobs or were out of work or their hours were cut. So people were looking for money. But for as many people that would call a network marketing opportunity a scam, how many people that told you no to your network marketing opportunity hit you up in your inbox and tried to get you to join their susu? (laughs) Now, that is the epitome of no product, no service. Just put $100 down and wait three days, Mm -hmm. and then you're going to get, I don't know, 400 or whatever Mm -hmm. it was. And hey, when you get 400, put 300 in, and you're going to get 1,200 next week, right? And people had absolutely no qualms about plopping down the same money that they didn't have to join a regular network marketing opportunity. What do you think about that?
2: Well, it 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 really is encompassed by the title of our profession, which is network. I think people forego the work part, and they you know it's it's, it's it isn't network marketing, it's network marketing. So there's some work involved in what we do, and that's a combination of individuals being sold the bill of goods because it's unfortunate, but some of the the leaders of network marketing companies, um. Uh, like to sell the fact that it's easy you don't have to do anything to make some money fire your boss next week and they 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 they're honing in on the the lazy mentality they ho- they're honing in on the lottery mentality because they know that really they're looking for people who are tired of working and they're trying to get them into something that will make them believe that it's not a lot of work involved But then when people get in and find out that there's work involved, they're like, oh, man, this is not what I anticipated. They walk away. So something like one of those uh, money games is what I call them, where essentially all they're saying is all you got to do is put up 100 bucks and then go find two other people that can just put up 100 bucks and we'll give you 400. It's that that's that easiness. It's that lottery mentality that's attracting folks because they just want freedom. Uh, um, they just want an opportunity. They just want to make some money. So they they just don't understand that putting in the work of a legitimate home-based direct sales business can put you in position to make those $400 or whatever those promised uh, 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 dollar amounts over and over and over again, not just a one-time transaction or a one-time deal. But But, sir, I think it's because people are attracted to that lottery mentality.
1: Yeah, that's um, really, really good. Especially when you said that lottery mentality and this, the whole susu, man, that it, it was just crazy. And now you don't even hear about it, right? Mm-hmm. You, you hear nobody talking about that. And that was the first thing that kind of came to my mind as well. But it kind of go back to just, like we said earlier, educating yourself on these type of things, not believing everything is a scam versus... This is an actual opportunity um, for you. And one thing that I can honestly say is as long as I've been in network marketing, even when I was a newbie, right, in network marketing, when you surround yourself with the right people, just like Corey stated, you called him and was like, hey, man, let's get to this money. And we've been getting to the money ever since, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody made Like, <laughs> <laughs> we just doing the thing. Um, but two, this is a twofold question that I want you to kind of talk about. Um, what would you say to the naysayers? Because, you know, people think of network marketing not realizing a lot of companies and a lot of products that they buy into is a form of network marketing, right? Mm -hmm. But when you hear the network marketing, when you hear just network marketing, period, the first thing people is like, ah, no, you know, you get your naysayers. So I want you to kind of talk about The naysayers vibe, as well as like your actual road to freedom with network marketing being that vehicle.
2: I love it. Okay, so we're gonna first kind of talk about what I believe were the naysayers. Um, the information that they may lack, and this when I when I kind of understood this, it tied some things in. When a business owner creates a product or service obviously their next goal is to market it and or advertise that product or service. Okay. So they have some choices. They could easily, and I know I'm old school. I'm great to say, you know, television, you know, channel four, seven and nine and 20, but they're like 8,000 channels right now, but they can go to, uh, television and radio and they can pay literally thousands of dollars to run ads television and radio, and they're going to now hope that the the money that they've invested in 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 these time slots to market this product or service will now be heard by someone, and now that person will partake in that company, or nowadays, they're now going and buying ads. Everybody's happy that Facebook is free, and Facebook is so proud. We're free. We'll always be free. Yeah, but they're not free to marketers and advertisers, right? They're free to the 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 eyeballs that they're they're selling to their marketers and advertisers. So, as a person who's gone and created a product or a service, I have a you know I have a magic ink pen. Now I want to sell this magic ink pen, but I don't want to I don't want to go television and radio. Everybody's online, so now I want to invest in in social media marketing, whether it's Facebook. Instagram now, you know, I guess it's TikTok, Tic what have you, right? You now, you're going to invest hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars into this, but now it's kind of untargeted, so to speak. They kind of help you, but, you know, it, it's you're throwing it out there to see if someone could uh, uh, partake in your product or service or, or purchase your magic ink pen. But what has happened is individuals have decided they want to go another route. And, and a, a business owner said, well, I now want to take the same thousands of dollars that I would have invested into television, radio or Internet. And now I want to pay the average person to go and out and do the number one form of marketing, which is word of mouth marketing. So I find I find John Jane and I say, listen, I have this magic ink pen that I want to sell. So if you sign on with me, you partner with me, you buy into a system, right? And now I'm going to provide you the tools to sell this magic ink pen. But now, guess what? I don't want you to do this alone. I'm going to give you the ability to recruit a sales team to work with you. And now as that sales team goes out and sells this magic ink pen, Every time they make a sale, we're going to pay them a commission. But because you're the person who started this sales team, we're going to pay you an override commission from our cut. Right. So that's what, what I really truly understood that all we're doing is advertising. So instead of Facebook getting ten thousand dollars a month, the company's paying me ten thousand dollars a month for doing the same thing, advertising and marketing no difference. So what I was able to do is un- when I understood that network marketing was a profession. I've been in the, the industry now or the profession rather for 17 years, okay? And was it difficult in the beginning? Absolutely. But I learned that once you, you know, really understood this as a profession and I understood the the advertising concept that I'm going to get paid to do what television and radio would have done, but now that money's coming into my household I started to then build sales teams. And as I started to build sales teams, we started to, you know, build relationships, okay, relatively speaking, right? We started to build relationships. And over time, that uh, sales team followed my wife and I throughout various project projects and various uh, uh, products and services that we've sold over the years to the point where we've become uh, pretty successful lately as you guys mentioned at the very beginning, that we've been able to now earn enough income where we're doing network marketing 100% full-time. So I think the naysayers, if they really understood that concept, that it's just sales, it's just marketing, it's just advertising, the companies are just paying the average person rather than paying uh, corporate, corporate uh, entities.
0: Man, that, that's powerful information. This next question that I have for you, I think it's going to be even stronger than that because I got a four letter word that we hear more often than not. And as I think about your background, as I think about your story, and I know everybody out there doesn't know it. So, so I'm going to drip a little bit more of it on folks and hopefully it helps you answer this question. So the word that we hear is fear. Mm. People fear getting started in a business, right? Don't care what kind of business it is. They fear getting started. As I think about your situation, right? You got a wife. And if I'm correct, you got three young kids, right? That yes. range, of age, but, but they're still under your roof, under your tutelage in your pocket. And a couple of years ago, you were able through network marketing, you were able To free your wife, you know, like any good man, you said, baby, you can stay home. I'm going to keep going out here and working for the man. But don't you worry about it. Stay home. Take care of the kids. Your wife, that's what she wanted to do. You guys agreed. That's your household. You did what you do. But just recently, you were able to then go back to your boss and say, I'm out. Now, for a man who has three kids and a wife. That you've got to clothe, feed, have insurance, you got birthdays, you got Christmas, you got all the normal household needs that somebody who's going to a job every day. And as we always say, we don't knock jobs, just don't let the job have you. If you talk about people having fear to get started in a business, I gotta imagine there's a certain amount of fear, I'm gonna call it in finishing the job. Because for you to walk away from, as we would say, quote unquote, guaranteed income, but still have the same responsibilities as somebody that has a day-to-day job, what's that got to be like?
2: Wow. That that is a powerful, powerful question. And um, there are some some levels of uh, reservation there as a now full-time entrepreneur. But one of the things that helped me, uh, beside the fact that I have a strong foundation in my spiritual belief is that I really understood that every job is simply a business that was started by an entrepreneur that no longer wanted to do several jobs. So now the CEO of the company that I was working for one day had an idea to say, I want to start a business. And now this business that I start, I don't want to sweep the floor. I don't want to work in the warehouse. I don't want to do paperwork. I don't want to file. I don't want to talk to customers. So now I have to pay someone pennies on the dollar to do those things that I no longer want to do. So then when I started looking at my job as a business that was started by an entrepreneur, what makes me different from him? Why can't I get out here and get it done on my own, simply the same way that he or she has done because they simply just became an entrepreneur and now started hiring people. That's where my job came from. So in understanding that and my, my strong belief and my wife's belief in me and her as well those things combined help that reservation to really subside a bit, but just as a natural individual, there's still some things there that's like, whew, just reached, you talk about birthdays, next month my wife's birthday and my daughter's birthday happen to be three days apart and then the following month is my, uh, my middle uh, child's birthday. We just finished my son's birthday stuff. So, this time of year is like, man, do I take out a second mortgage or not, right? And being a full-time entrepreneur meaning I got to go get it. I love that pressure. But I want to talk and address what you said as far as people f- having a fear of getting started. I, I I don't believe people have a fear of getting started. I don't believe people have a fear of talking to people about the business. I don't believe people have a fear of re- of recruiting. People don't have a fear of Speaking, they have a fear. There's one fear in all of network marketing. There's one fear in all of sales that cripples 99.9% of everybody who gets involved or who do not get involved. That's the fear of rejection. Because if you knew that everyone who you talk to would purchase your product, or if you knew that everyone you talk to would, would join your team, you would talk to everyone you know. But that feeling of rejection is so strong that it cripples so many people from moving forward. And therefore, they never fully realize their potential or their dreams. So that's what I feel as it relates to the fear in both of those areas.
0: Man, that's 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 a perfect way to close this thing out. Miss Grimes, recap that for us.
1: Man, <laughs> y'all know I get excited. Preston, that was a mouth. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I just want. I just want to elaborate on that last piece about fear, because just like he said, the fear of rejection. A lot of people have the fear of the unknown. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what if this really happens for me, if I just follow his lead, if I just trust the process, if I just stick to the plan. It'll happen for me as well. That is a big fear for people. Like they don't, it's, they don't believe. And I, I want to say we talked about that two podcasts straight. How people don't believe. They don't believe in them themselves, and that's a part of fear, which is holding a lot of people, bad guys. But Preston, I mean, we really, really have enjoyed you on this podcast a lot of knowledge, a lot of gems have been spoken today. And I, you know, I just can't wait to see what the future holds for you. Um, Just to kind of recap guys on today's episode, we talked about, you know, network marketing for the average person. We're all average people and we all have to go through the same process of learning your product and being able to understand that product and service. Then we talked about you know, what do you tell people that automatically Google a product or a business versus allowing you to tell them the benefits of that? You know, and one thing that Preston stated was it's good to do your own research, but at the same token, make sure you allow that person to tell you the benefits because everybody has a story and everybody's story is different from the other person's story, but they story might resonate with you. Right. Preston's story might resonate with you better than my story or Corey's story. We're all different people, but we all ultimately probably have been through some of the same situations at one point in time um, in our life. And then the last thing we kind of talked about, two different things on, you know, the naysayers and fear. And guys, I mean, at this point, we've talked about this more than one time when it comes to this pandemic pandemic. If this, if, it, if you find an opportunity that you really want to be a part of or if you are actually using a product and you know that, hey, I can sell this product, too, or I can do this business as well, just do it. Just jump right into that thing, guys. So that wraps up this episode. Once again, Preston, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join Corey and I um, on this podcast episode. So I'm going to ask you to tell the um, our audience, you know, how can they follow you? How can they work with you? You know, and what kind of um, things you have going on right now?
2: Absolutely. But first, I definitely would just appreciate the both of you uh, for allowing me to share my story. I would like to thank Jennifer and Corey. How about that? that I, I'm the first to do it. So nobody else can do that. Right. If they do, they're going to have to pay me some royalties. But you guys can find me. I'm on Facebook, Preston Scott. P R E S T O N S C O T T. And then I'm on Instagram at P Scott 1022. And then I'm working on my own website, PrestonScott.com, that should be up uh, relatively shortly. Thank you guys so much for the opportunity. All
1: right, Corey. Any nuggets or gems you have for us on today?
0: Woo! Man, what a power packed day! power pack podcast man this this never gets old from all the trainings that we've done for every team boot camp training workshop it never gets old i just listening to your story preston over and over i can just tell you i know from my own self for all the people that have ever told me no in about two or three years as jennifer said they're gonna be big mad but i digress We're going to go ahead and go to the nugget. Here's our nugget for the day. You are only as strong as your weakest link, but a strong network will definitely increase your net worth. And with that, this wraps up another episode of Relatively Speaking. We hope you join us next week.